Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. After an extended break from their embarrassing loss to Green Bay on Thursday night, our beloved return to Soldier Field with the familiar face at the helm against the division-leading Vikings on Monday Night Football. Can Cutler get the offense going again, or will the Vikings just shut it down? All of this and so much more on the Week 8 Preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Well, it's been a few days since our beloved have taken the field. It'll be 11 by the time they take the field on Monday Night Football. And uh, then they're going to go on another break uh, (laughs) to uh, give us Bear fans a breather from this uh, mediocrity. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the Week 8 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And uh, I I have to come with with apologies um, right off the bat. I... um, Unfortunately, I don't have a guest for the episode, and that is actually my fault. I, um, you know, as I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, uh, I did end up, uh, you know, I was let go by the company. They were downsizing, so on and so forth. And um, I had, um, I had the uh, the interview with uh, Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman uh, to preview the Vikings uh, game. Uh, I had it all uh, set up, but. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that I can't go to bed unless I'm tired. You know, I'm one of those. I can't just like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to go lay down. I close my eyes and somewhere in in, in the middle there, I fall asleep uh, kind of thing. It really has to come down to, you know, I have to be sleepy. Then I go lay down. Then I fall asleep. And then we go from there. And when you don't have a schedule, when all you have is time on your hands, um, something as little as a, uh, just like out of sheer boredom, a, a nap in the middle of the afternoon on one particular day can completely throw my sleeping habits out of order, you know? So I, I had an interview, uh, scheduled, uh, with Chris, uh, earlier today and, um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in the middle of one of those sleeping and it, and it cycles. It, it will eventually fix itself. But right now it's in one of those where it, you know, sleep is getting in the way of what I want to do and in, in, in the other way around. And long story short, uh, the interview time that I had set up for it, um, I, I didn't get to sleep um, early enough. Um, and when I finally did get asleep, uh, get to sleep, I was so so tired that I basically I slept through the alarm that I set for myself to get up uh, for the interview. So uh, my apologies uh, to you, and uh, I've already made my apologies 
uh, to Chris for missing our, our appointment, and uh, we hope to get him on uh, for the season finale, week 17, when the Bears and the Vikings close out the uh, close out the year. So um, not going to be as long a show um, because we don't have the guests to to preview the episode, so my contributions won't going to be that uh, that heavy um, this week. But um, you know, so I do want to apologize uh, that I, I really enjoy having uh, Chris on the on the show, and I especially wanted to talk to him. Uh, about the Vikings and um, his thoughts on on the trade and and um, you know because we talked to him before uh, when we previewed the season we talked to him before um, anything happened with Bridgewater we talked to him before the Sam Bradford trade uh, took place so you know as we all know that the trade so far uh, has been working out for them but um, as uh, I mean my my contention has always been you know for the most part that it's it wasn't so much you know I mean obviously I'm not a fan of Sam Bradford so I wasn't a a fan of the move to begin with but it made sense you know Bridgewater goes down you have a team that's ready right now with with the running game that you have in place with the defense that everyone thought they were going to be and they turned out to be so far your your team is ready to contend now, especially in the NFC, where the, there's a changing of the guard in the NFC just about every single year. You're poised to make a run for it. You have to take advantage of that right now. So making a trade for an established guy like Bradford made sense to give up a first-round pick and at least a fourth-round pick on top of that, and it's a conditional pick. It can go as high as a number two if the Vikings make the Super Bowl. You know, this is a, this is a trade that can end up costing the Vikings a lot. What did, what did, I wanted to know what he thought of the price tag that the Vikings paid because, as you guys know, I was doing our, 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 our season preview, the Picks That Stick show, the weekend that that show happened, um the weekend that that trade happened i was doing that show and all i thought was man the vikings are desperate man they are desperate and the the you know the the, the eagles made them pay you know the, the they were desperate and the eagles made them pay through the nose for it you know kind of thing and um you know would it end up working out and the vikings have been good enough they're five and one coming into this game uh on monday night so obviously something is working um you know, the other big question that I had or that I wanted to ask him was, you know, did the Vikings just have a bad day on Sunday or were they exposed? You know, were the Vikings exposed, um, you know, for the weaknesses that they have right now because Peterson is still out and will be out for uh, several more weeks? Um, you know, the defense was, wasn't was bad. I mean, there was a stretch, uh, pretty ugly football, five drives in a row ended in turnovers i think three for the vikings two for the uh eagles i mean uh you know the vikings lost the game 21 to 10 but i think their offense only gave up like a 10 or 11 10 or 11 points because there was a it was like a punt or a kickoff returned for a touchdown I mean, it was just it was an odd i mean 21 to 10 sounds like a pretty basic score but philadelphia did not go about it the basic way of getting it, it wasn't three touchdowns and that's how philly got 20 21 points there was 
there were I think there were two touchdowns. There was like a missed two point conversion and a field goal, an extra you know there was a uh, the fun, uh, punt return or a kickoff run back for a touchdown. It was not the standard way of getting twenty one points uh, in the NFL. So um, you know it was it was an odd football game. But were the Vikings exposed in that game, where you know you're you're already hurting in the running game without Peterson. Uh, McKinnon did not have a very good day. They were up against a solid defense, which we learned the hard way week two on Monday Night Football. And, um, you know, they were the, the you know, the opponent forced them to do something they hadn't done all season, which was turn over the ball early on. And you put the ball in Bradford's hands solely in. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Bradford's hands to win you that game, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Bradford couldn't make it. Uh, couldn't make it happen, uh, you know, because the defense wasn't there to bail him out. The defense wasn't there to put the ball back in his hands on a short field like they have uh, in the past, uh, you know, five weeks. And they ended up losing their first game uh, pretty badly uh, against the uh, against the Eagles. It was not a good performance uh, from them. So it wasn't so much a dominant performance from the Eagles where they knocked the Vikings from pillar to post, but they did definitely knock the uh that viking train off the rails for a bit and did so enough to come away with the victory uh at home uh in philadelphia last week so i wanted to know from chris was this just a bump in the road or were did the did the eagles give the rest of the league the blueprint on how to stop the minnesota vikings you totally flipped their their offensive scheme on its ear uh you know the vikings were a uh, ra um run first uh offense they are a they are a staunch and you know very difficult defense not exactly the one that we wanted Jay Cutler coming back into but that's just the way uh it fell unfortunately you've been hearing me say for the for the 5 weeks that he's been out that um you know when he's healthy when he's ready i would prefer jay to get a shot at least with this offensive line that has been performing so much better, keeping Brian Hoyer upright because that's the one thing that they didn't do for Jay in those first two games. Um, so not exactly the defense we wanted to have Cutler facing when coming back. But, um, you know, that's the kind of football team that they are. They have this, you know, this awesome defense that statistically is so far ranking up there with some of the greats. Um, I've seen the memes all over the internet. I didn't see one after that game to Philadelphia, though. But 
you know, the first five weeks they're being compared to the 2000 Ravens and the 85 Bears. So we'll see how that continues to go along uh, into the future here. But uh, with with Peterson down, uh, McKinnon did not have a good game. The, 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 the offense was was flipped to be from Bradford managing it. Uh, using it, taking advantage of the play action and finding Stefan Diggs and uh, and so on uh, and down the field and, and so on, uh, weren't really able to take advantage of it the same way. And uh, Philadelphia was able to take advantage of that along with their uh, very good defense. I think they're th- third in yard, fifth in points, or the other way around, actually, but they're top five uh, in both categories. Um, so they had um, they had an uphill battle to begin with, but... Philadelphia really did make it work for themselves uh, last Sunday and, uh, you know, beat the Vikings. And, you know, I wanted to know what a Vikings fan thought. Uh, You know, is there any cause for concern? Um, Did they just lose to, uh, you know, a good football team or did a decent football team expose what the, you know, what the Vikings weaknesses are? So, so unfortunately, we can't get those answers, those questions answered because uh yeah because because of me that's my fault so um anyway as i just mentioned a moment ago uh the big news for the bears this week is uh jay's back he will be the starting uh quarterback for the bears uh on monday night um unfortunately it's more due to the lack of health on the football team as opposed to the abundance of health in his thumb so uh, I think maybe the Bears would have preferred to wait uh, until after the bye to bring Jay back if that's what their plans were. But the uh, fractured left arm of uh, Brian Hoyer uh, on Thursday night kind of threw that plan into the paper shredder. So Jay comes back, and like I said, unfortunately he's going to be facing the Vikings who have one of the better defenses in the league, if not the best right now. And, um, oh, yeah, his uh, his guards are both on the uh, the injury list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, uh, Kyle Long, looking at the injury report right now, uh, Kyle Long has not practiced yet this week, uh, did not practice on Thursday or Friday with the tricep injury. That's finally what we're finding out what actually happened to him was a tricep uh, injury, and Josh Sitton did not practice Thursday, was limited today uh, on Friday. So, um, you know, the Bears made some roster moves. Uh, Cornelius Edison, um, the who was uh, who played a lot of center for the Bears during the uh, preseason, has been uh, signed off of the practice squad, so he's on the active 53-man roster. Uh, Jacoby Glenn, who was starting for us, um, at corner was waived this week. I mean, talk about a fall from grace. This guy was a, was a hero for the Bears the first couple of weeks, making some plays and in the preseason and against uh, uh, Houston and such, did a fairly decent job. But now all of a sudden, he's looking for work. You know, I don't know if he cleared waivers and he's back on the practice squad or anything like that. All I know is that he's not on the roster, not on fifty three man roster anymore Demontre Hurst was signed off the practice squad uh to the active roster so um maybe he's going to be our other starting corner uh today or maybe it'll be uh Bosby uh again who had a tough night against the uh 
against the Packers. Uh, you know, we know we got Tracy Porter on uh, one end, or, or maybe we don't. He was limited in practice with a knee injury this week. Oh, fantastic. And Eddie Royal not practicing. I'm actually just kind of going through this for the first time. Uh, let's see. Bryce Callahan, Eddie Goldman, uh, DeAndre Hall. What the hell ankle injury did he suffer? Because DeAndre Hall, who was one of our uh, fourth-round picks, the corner from northern Iowa, uh, suffered an ankle injury like on Thursday or Friday, I think just before the um, Jacksonville game, I think. No, it was after because DeAndre Hall had the – no, no, it was it was before because DeAndre Hall had the interception that kind of sealed the game against Detroit week four. So I think just before the Jacksonville game – he had an ankle injury in practice. I mean, did he rip the damn thing off the bone or something? I mean, because that was week five. Here we're going week eight. So this is uh, he's going to miss his fourth game in a row, it looks like. Hasn't practiced since that ankle injury. So that must have been one hell of an ankle sprain uh, for him still not to be practicing. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski was out with an illness, didn't practice Thursday. He was full go on Friday, so he'll be fine. Uh, Jeremy Lankford is finally back in practicing, limited on Thursday and Friday, but first time he's practiced since suffering that ankle injury against the Cowboys. Kyle Long, as I said, not practicing with the tricep. Uh, Pernell McPhee, uh, Cameron Meredith, and Tracy Porter all limited. Uh, Pernell and, and uh, Tracy with uh, knee injuries. Uh, Cameron Meredith with a shoulder injury, all limited, so they'll probably most likely play. Uh, on Monday Eddie Royal like I said no go with the toe injury gotta love that and then Josh sitting like I said no practice Thursday limited on Friday and then Danny Trevathan with an illness has not practiced yet this week so maybe there's a flu bug going around uh, on the team uh, on the Minnesota side let's see Anthony Barr is listed with an ankle injury but he's been full go this week Alex Boone Shoulder and knee issues limited on Friday, full go on, or excuse me, limited on Thursday, full go on Friday. Um, Sharif Floyd has not practiced yet this week with a knee injury. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, the linebacker, uh, the, the running back, uh, has an ankle injury, has not practiced yet this week. I don't know where that puts their running game right now without him in the lineup. Corner L. Patterson is on the concussion protocol, has still not practiced yet this week. Uh, Andrew Sandejo, one of their starting safeties, still not practicing with an ankle injury. Uh, Marcus uh, Sherless, um, a wrist injury, has not practiced. And let's see, Laquan Treadwell, their number one pick, has a thumb injury, but he's practiced full participation both days this week. And wide receiver Janus Wright, uh, Jarius Wright, excuse me, uh, limited in practice with an ankle injury. So both teams have a very healthy, you know, no pun intended, very healthy injury list on both sides. Lots of names on both sides, but a lot more limited and did not practices on the Bears side than on the Minnesota side. So I think Minnesota, uh, not only are they the better team coming in, but they're the healthier team uh, as well. So, um, you know, so what do we think is going to happen on Monday? You know, I'm, I'm kind of worried about it because of the state of our offensive line. You know, we know that we're, we're getting an upgrade at quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. We know we're getting an upgrade at quarterback with Cutler coming back. You guys know how I feel about Brian Hoyer. He's been fantastic for us, or he was until Thursday night. He was terrible 
uh, on Thursday, but so was the whole team. But, you know, he'd been fantastic for the Bears, four straight 300-yard games, but it didn't result in anything. You know, one win in in five games, in five starts for Hoyer, not exactly anything to write home about. Um, you know, I just felt like the Bears were limited with him in the game. Um, you know, focusing more on on Cameron Meredith and and uh, uh, and Zach Miller when we have Alshon Jeffrey uh, on the field. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you can probably expect to see a lot more Alshon Jeffrey with Jay Cutler on the field, but that's if the offensive line can keep Jay upright long enough to find him. So, uh, you know, they did connect for some big plays in the first two weeks of the season at a big, like, 40 or 50-yarder against Houston and then something similar against um, Philadelphia. Both of those big plays set up touchdown drives uh, for the Bears. So it's just a matter of remaining consistent while Jay is on the field because we know that we'll be able to use more of the playbook as far as the passing game uh, is concerned, and that may open things up for Jordan Howard and Kadeem Carey because the Bears can challenge the defense down the field with Cutler in the game at quarterback. And also, I believe that Jay is, is much better in the pocket as far as being mobile and moving around in it than Brian Hoyer was. So not only was Brian Hoyer better protected than Jay was, you know, he did he wasn't forced to have to move around. He was able to uh, move the football uh, around the field you know without any uh harassment so hoping that the offensive line whoever it is can give jay the the time that he needs to be able to find receivers uh downfield and isn't under siege the way that he was especially in that philadelphia game you know i mean it was rough against houston but that philadelphia game was just it was unreal it was unreal i mean any time that jade made any kind of drop uh Somebody was in his face. Somebody was on his back. You know, Jay was on the ground looking up at the stars, you know, every single time that he went back to throw. So, I mean, he just had no time to throw the ball. So, I mean, even the, you know, that big play against uh, Philly where he got uh, Alshon downfield, if he hadn't been harassed and he had been able to step into the throw, it would have been a huge touchdown play. But Jay ended up having to throw off his back foot and you know kind of heave it up into the air to the point where Jeffrey who had like two or three steps on his defender who a fell down and the safety didn't help Alshon had to stop and wait for the ball to come you know that kind of thing uh in in the game so if uh you know if Jay can get some time it, it, it definitely can open things up for the offense and give us a better shot I mean the offense can't play any worse than it did uh, against Green Bay um, the Packers had over f- I think they had over 40 minutes or just right at 40 minutes time of possession I think the Bears were like 20 minutes 24 seconds uh, of time of possession uh, in this ball game um, I think the Packers ran like 80 offensive plays to the Bears that were only ran like 47 or something like that and it was it was ridiculous so the offense was terrible and again the defense wasn't able to get the get themselves off the field to give the offense more of an opportunity so um that's basically going to be the key is to um keep the offense on the field as much as possible which is going to be extremely difficult considering the defense that we're facing but um 
You know, also, we, we got to figure out a way to put the game on Sam Bradford uh, to force him to make the turnovers. I don't care if Fangio has to send 10 guys to get after uh, Bradford. We got to do something to rattle that guy's cage because he will. He will give you the ball if he's under duress. He absolutely will. You know, he's been looking great because the offensive line has played well for them and, and kept people off of him, which is the thing that, that didn't happen in Philadelphia, and it sure as hell didn't happen in St. Louis. That's why in, I think, his four or five seasons in St. Louis, he never finished one of those seasons. He's never played 16 games in his career, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it's happened once. So, um, you know, if, if we can do something to – to rattle Bradford's cage and at least give him happy feet, I think that we can cause uh, Bradford to make some mistakes and maybe give the Bears a turnover or two because that's what it's going to take. The Bears, uh, as John Fox kind of, uh, you know, as John Fox stated, um, I don't know if it was like a during the week press conference or after the game against uh, Green Bay, but he did say that the Bears' margin for error is – Basically, there is no margin for error for the Bears. If they do anything wrong, they're screwed. That's where we're at, talent-wise, and uh, you know whether it's due to injury or just uh, you know not having the right mixture of guys uh, on the team right now. Whatever it is, uh, there is no margin of error for this team. So any mistakes, whether it's just penalties or if it is turnovers, because the Bears didn't do that much while Hoyer was at the helm. You know, they didn't turn the football over. I mean, Hoyer didn't throw one interception in his five games uh, as a starter, and he didn't throw it in, you know, it didn't throw any picks in relief uh, for the Eagles uh, in the Eagles game either. So that's not something that we did um, much of at all uh, on offense. We didn't turn the football over, but we also weren't causing uh, any turnovers as well. So we're making mistakes. Um, you know, how many pass interference or defensive holding penalties have we had that could have ended drives but instead extended them and, uh, and so on and so forth. Those are the kinds of things that have to stop. Or we, at the very least, we have to minimize them enormously. So we can't have another game where we have nine or ten penalties for 100 yards, uh, you know, for 100 yards in a, you know, of offenses and then expect to be able to beat uh, the Vikings. You know, on paper and on the field, they're better than the Bears are. So the chances of us winning this game are slim to begin with. But if if we go in there and, you know, a decent run from Jordan Howard or Kadeem Carey for 12 or 15 yards gets called back because somebody was holding or there was a block in the back or somebody wasn't lined up right, there was an illegal formation, so it's coming back or whatever the case is. It always seems to kind of happen uh, in those moments. You know, Cameron Meredith makes a nice catch for 25 yards, but uh, Cody Whitehair got called for the hold. You know, things like that. We, we can't have those kinds of things uh, happening. Like Fox said, the margin for error is so small uh, for this team. You basically have to be perfect for 60 minutes. Now, the Bears have been pretty good about being close to perfect for 45 minutes, and then the wheels come off in the fourth quarter. So I guess if you want to emphasize anything is to, to play a full 60-minute football game because if we only played three-quarter games, the Bears might have a winning record uh, right now. So, I mean, 
Uh, the Bears have been pretty good for three quarters, and then the wheels come off in the fourth quarter. I mean, we had a lead against um, Houston after three after three quarters. We had the lead over Jacksonville after three quarters. We were so we were winning against Detroit, obviously, and uh, you know we were we were only down a field goal against Green Bay after three quarters, and, and so on and so forth. So. You know, we ended up losing that game by by a wide margin as well. So we got to play, and we got to step it up. Not only do we have to play a full sixty minute game, we got to step it up in the fourth quarter, especially especially from the level of production that we've been giving uh, thus far. I mean, we're a one and six team. What do we have to lose? You know, that's where I would be at right now. Um, for Fangio, for for Loggins, open up the playbook. Do whatever you have to do. You know, sell out this week. Sell out. We got two weeks until we play again. Why the hell not? You know, what do you have to lose? The season is pretty much already over. It's going to take a Kansas City Chief turnaround in order for this season to mean anything. You know, right now most of the fan base is either so focused on the Cubs, they don't care, or they've already checked out on the season. That's where it's at with the Bears right now you know you guys have heard me mention a few times if it wasn't for the Cubs I'd be taking this season a lot worse uh than I am you know that's how bad the the year is going it's not quite as bad as the the team that doesn't appear to give a crap about being on the field uh like it was in Trestman's last year in 2014 but it's close you know it is close to where it's I don't look forward to Sundays because who the hell knows what we're gonna see out there you know, just go out there, sell out, do whatever you have to do. This is the Vikings, this is a division game, you know, go out there and, and do it. Not to mention that we have history on our side for once. The Bears win more games against the Vikings at Soldier Field than they than they lose. Okay, granted we lost last year. That was that was more fourth quarter downfall there. You know, we had a lead going into the fourth quarter. We blew it, but um, you know, we're 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 in a position where we have nothing to lose. We've got Jay coming back, so we're we're, we're going to be okay there. Um, you know, Jordan Howard and Kadeem Carey have not had good weeks the last couple of weeks. You know, we need to reestablish uh, the run game, get Alshon going again, and that'll open things up for everybody else and Cameron Meredith and Zach Miller and so on uh, in the passing game. So. Uh, it's possible. I mean, it's it happened before. You guys, I think I mentioned that game in 2009 where the Bears were headed towards another losing season. Uh, the Vikings were, you know, the team to beat, or uh, it was them and the Saints that year. But the Vikings were playing for home field advantage, um, you know, late in the season. The Bears didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning that game. And then, um, you know, Jay Cutler and uh, – Oh, what was his name? I, I remembered it last time, and all of a sudden I can't. The damn wide receiver uh, that just had a sick, had like 140-something yards and three touchdowns, and including the game winner in overtime to to upset the Vikings. Instead of you know going like 5-11, and 11, the Bears ended up being like 6-9 and nine after that game and, uh, and so on. So um, anything is possible, even when it doesn't look like we have – a snowball's chance in hell. That's actually one of the great things about football is the any given Sunday rule. So 
maybe the Bears can make it happen. They've had the time off to get ready for the game, so maybe they've had the time to prepare to to stick it to the Vikings one last time, <laughs> you know, this year. So uh, we'll see. We get a nice little break after this because our bye week comes, and then we get the we get the ba- uh, the Buccaneers uh, on the road to bring things back. So now would be a good time to try and strike end the season end the first half of the season with a victory another home victory and uh this will definitely be our last national television appearance of the season thank god uh let's end that on on a high note as well because three three nationally televised appearances for the bears so far three enormous national tv embarrassments for the bears and their fan base uh so you know at the very least, let's make this one respectable, uh, even if we have to fall at one and seven uh, if with this uh, football. It makes me sick to even think about it. But um, anyway, I think that's all I got. Um, you know, so that's what we're trying to look for uh, from the team. Um, you know, sell out on defense. I, like I said, with Fangio, I don't care if you have to send all 11 guys to get after bradford putting 10 guys in the box or whatever whatever you have to do sell out and do it what have we got to lose at this point open up the playbook logins you know i don't know maybe we want to go basic with logins instead of opening things up enough with the damn bubble screens and everything let's just run a straight up pro style offense let's leave that spread college crap to the college kids and let's run a pro a pro offense here and 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 do the best that we can so Anyway, that's going to do it uh, for the preview again. My apologies to you and my apologies to Chris Gates, my sleeping habits. I'm working on it. Uh, it's a slow process, but I'm, I'm trying to get that uh, uh, in order. And we will be back on Tuesday with the review episode of uh, week number eight. And then uh, we'll see about uh, getting a guest in to, uh, I think it might be Lauren Cox or maybe even um, Brian Perez from Bears Wire. Uh, dot com to see about uh, reviewing the first half of this disastrous 2016 season um, for the bye week. Uh, so, but once again, come back on Tuesday for the review episode. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.